Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today. I'm also a Spurs writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio. So, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, the news came out yesterday that the San Antonio Spurs waived Lucas Omanich. Yes, the number 19 pick overall in 2019 is out of San Antonio. And needless to say, yes, there were fans that were shocked. I wasn't. I know our guest probably wasn't at all shocked. But we're going to react to Luka Samanich. What happened? <laughs> How did we get to this point? What is next for Luka? And our guest is going to have a, a little uh, soapbox moment about the Spurs wow. beating the Magic in Orlando. And preseason action, James, let me highlight that very emphatically, preseason action. Uh, yes, he is James Pledger with San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter, I at I am Pledger. James, before we dive into the sandwich talk, I know you're going to bring that up a lot. Um, are you ready for your Eternals, by the way? Oh, so ready for Eternals, man. Uh, the more I'm saying of it, the more I'm like just completely geeked about how this is going to change everything, even more so than the multiverse. And I'm very excited about it. Is it just me? Is Icarus pretty much just Superman? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much he is, yes, without the cape. Yeah, he's just without the cape. I, th- I think in one of the trailers, they actually joke about it, right? They asked him, uh, yeah. don't you wear a cape? And he goes like, no, I don't wear a red cape. No cape. Yeah, no cape, <laughs> no cape. Well, one guy that isn't wearing a San Antonio Spurs cape slash uniform anymore, that is Lucas Samanich, as mentioned, the Spurs officially announced that they have waived him after, uh, well, a couple of uh, lackluster Seasons, I, even that word lackluster, I don't even think that's enough to sum up what happened with the Lucas Samanich experiment here. 19 overall, yes, 19 overall in 2019. And after stints in the G League, I mean, a cup of coffee with the varsity team in San Antonio, the Spurs decided to just uh, part ways with young Luca. Uh, James, it, I know it wasn't a shock to you, but before we get into that, why do you think it was a shock to a good chunk of Spurs fans uh, when the news came out? Uh, because a lot of them had very, very high hopes, and they they believe in the Spurs process, and there's no reason not to believe in the Spurs process. But even with the process, you see players come through, and Luka never really came through and never really even got sparing minutes with the Spurs. So this always felt like it was a swing and a miss and every chance he got on the court almost felt like his last chance with the way that they handled him. And it's weird because he was extremely good last season in the G League. Mm-hmm. I, I look at the uh, Samonix experiment, and obviously the Spurs were seeing him as a project. But uh, but a project, in my opinion, Pleasure doesn't get picked at number nineteen. It gets picked late in the first round, and not early in the second round. And, and look, look, this was I think this was RC Buford's last pick as Spurs GM before he uh, moved on and gave the reins over to Brian Wright. Brian Wright, I'm sorry, uh, RC Buford. You know, not the good way for him to leave his stamp on the Spurs when it comes to uh, trying to assemble a, a team together. And this is the first time we've seen him whiff on players from James Anderson to Livio John Charles to now Lucas Amanich. I mean, look, the Spurs, you know, as much as they get praised for being great in the draft, you got to call them out sometimes and say, look, you whiffed on this guy. 
Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to bat a thousand in the draft. That's right. just the way of the world. <laughs> like, they're eventually not going to hit on one of these picks. It's just how it works out. It's never going to be a thousand percent. So you have to look at it and go, all right, they were due, and he never showed what uh, he showed. Because mm-hmm. if you remember correctly, he had like a half of a run during the combine and then shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And he was riding on that combine performance and he never yeah. went back out on the court after that. So uh, you got to look at it as they took a chance on a dude with extremely high upside and he never worked out. Now, does he go somewhere else and work out better? Maybe. A lot of people are bringing Davis Bertans into it, but even Davis Bertans was, you know, got minutes and was very crucial to what the Spurs needed. I mean, he provided floor spacing. His defense mm-hmm. left a lot to be desired, but right. I, would, I wouldn't consider Davis Bertans a failure by the Spurs. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, that's like comparing apples to oranges here from Bertans to Samanich. At least, you know, with Bertans, he had a, a NBA uh, skill uh, that translated very well. That's three point shooting. Uh, Samanich didn't have any type of NBA skill that can easily translate. I mean, whether it be, you know, defense, maybe he showed a little bit of it, but it wasn't consistent. Hustle, uh, we did not see that in the game versus Orlando. We all know what highlight we're talking about when I think it was Anthony Cole was on the fast break and Luca had a chance to catch up to him, at least send him to the free throw line, something, not give him an easy layup, but he gave up about midway through that run. Uh, you, you, but you look at Luca and you get why the Spurs fell in love with him. Wide shoulders, you know, um, he fluid, his size, 6'11", uh, you know, he could drive, uh, you, know, you know, he can kick it out. He can hit the long ball. Everything was there, Pledger. Everything was there. You know, he looked comfortable when he was on his game. But it just seems to me that is it just simple as desire, just wanting to be good on the NBA stage. Sure. Desire. I also think mentally there there's a portion of it that, just never clicked for him. And unfortunately, maybe it clicked somewhere else, but, you know, there are a lot of people that just don't get the mental side of the game here in the NBA and it never fully clicks for them. And Luca may be that he may end up being a great player and he may end up going overseas and making a nice earning for himself over there. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's just, it's something that never clicked with him with the Spurs and we'll see if he latches on somewhere else and it finally starts to click or if it's just, he's going to have to go earn his living overseas again. Yeah. Uh, again, you, you know, you know, you, you pick him at number 19, you're San Antonio, you're, you're, you're damn lucky. You got Kelvin still at 29. Otherwise, if some team was smart enough to grab Luca after, I'm sorry, grab Kelvin after Luca, who knows? Who knows? I mean, look who was on the draft board at number 19. Matisse Thibel. Who was on there? Um, who else was on there? The, Dylan Brooks was on there as well. Brandon um, Clark. Brandon Clark. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yes. Brandon Clark, uh, Thibel. There were viable NBA talent at number 19 that the Spurs could have used. Uh, 
And again, you just uh, you, you thank the heavens that Keldon fell to their lap. You're, we're, we're looking. We're talking about Lucas Amanich and the short cup of coffee he had with San Antonio. Uh, you saw this coming a mile away, James. You've been on lockdown Spurs plenty of times, <laughs> saying Spurs fans brace yourself; it's going to happen. Spurs fans, he's Samich. He's not Samanich. He's not there yet. What made you see what a lot of Spurs fans did not see, or should I say, the pro Luca camp? Why, why, why were you already not sold on this kid? Uh, mainly it was the way the Spurs handled him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at it, and Keldon got called up immediately. You've seen other, you know, DeJounte got run early. And even when he was getting run in the G League and he looked great, much like Keldon did, he'd come over and you'd see him start to get minutes and earn those minutes. Uh, Lonnie Walker's one of them, Derek White. You see all these players that are getting minutes with the Spurs. Now, are they as many as we would have liked? No, but they were still getting minutes and won. Luca never got that, and there had to have been a reason that he was not getting it. And to me, it just signified that he wasn't coming along the way the Spurs had hoped in his development. And part of it was probably mental, part of it was physical, and part of it was just – you look at him and he never looked comfortable on the court, at least with the San Antonio Spurs. You saw decision-making and uh, attacking when he was in Austin, but everything looked like he was thinking through things when he was with the Spurs. And that was something that I believe led to his downfall. In 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and get uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind Game Pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. We're talking with James Pledger. He is with San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger right now. Yeah, you 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 wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think that was a lot of um, you know the excuses you saw with Luke. It was. Well, he hasn't been afforded the same opportunity as Keldon has or, or Lonnie has or Derek has. 
oh, you know, we got veterans ahead of them. There's there's Rudy Gay. There's uh, DeMar DeRose is going to eat into minutes. You know, there's, oh, he has his own path. But after two seasons with the G League, and which, by the way, he, he plays stellar in the G League. It just never translated to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And when he would get his time in an NBA uniform, it was just flashes. That's all it was, just flashes. But the problem with him, though, was that there were more negatives than positives. There was great game, Luca. Then I turned it into, why is so-and-so pushing Luca into defensive position? That's just basic stuff. Why is he giving up on a chase down uh, run that could possibly go for a block? It just seems to me he's or he was already checked out in that final preseason game that he played in San Antonio uniform. He was done. I think the Spurs already probably made up their minds with him. Uh, if, if you're if you're the Spurs, you, you look at this Luca experiment, and it came in kind of at a bad time, Jane. Would you agree? Since they're in a rebuild, and what great asset you could have in a rebuild than a guy that, at least on paper, had the skill set that Luca does? Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned him being checked out in that final game, and that might have been the final straw too. Like, look, we're leaning towards blaming you. You're not, you're not performing the way we want, and then he gets one final chance, and instead of fighting for it and flipping the switch and proving that he belongs he just went out and went through the motions and was mentally checked out and they were like all right we 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 told you going in this was your last chance and this is what you gave us you know there's the possibility that that could have been the final straw and the mm-hmm. death knell and the luca experiment here in san antonio but there are so many things physically to like about what luca could have brought to the table but at the same time, those things don't always work. And if you look at the NBA draft, especially that part of the draft, while we mentioned some of the players they could have had around him, there are misses there too. So th- that was just one of those misses. And a lot of the people wondered when they made that selection. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, with, right. you could flip Keldon and Luca, and everybody would have been okay with it. But they didn't. They took Luca first, and they lucked into Keldon at 29. Yeah, which is fantastic for them. But it was more—I I think a lot of it was about where Luca was taken. Yeah, and let, let's talk more about that. Like why the expectations were high, aside from number 19 overall. Uh, you also you got to look at some of the things he said on draft night. You know, once he put that draft cap on and went to the press room out in Barclay Center in Brooklyn. One of the things he said, he compared his game to Andre Karolinko, and I believe he said Kevin Durant. Actually, I thought it was Kevin Garnett. It actually was Kevin Durant. But point mm-hmm. Durant or Garnett doesn't matter. That's still, uh, you know, pick a Kevin. Oh, okay. That's still, yeah, it, it's still a high level bar. So you have his own uh, coming out of his own mouth saying that, oh, I'm just like that. I'm AK forty seven. I'm I'm KJ or KD. You know, okay, well, prove it. If you're AK-47. that much of a one too because he was a defensive yeah yeah and the spurs um drooled over him for how many years i mean they really wanted him in spurs colors if you remember for those kids not old enough to remember yeah back in the early popovich era there was um they were really were chasing him but yeah i mean if and i'm there i'm sitting there in barclays james thinking like okay well cool i like this kid's confidence you know great i can see it on paper, it could it could possibly maybe not Kevin Durant or K, or KJ, but um, or K, I'm sorry, Kevin Garnett or Kevin Durant, but AK47, sure, I could see that, but it just didn't pan out. Now, I, I 
I bring this up because I think you could read a lot between the lines. And I think this is an article that I wrote at my previous home before I switched to uh, Ken's five. Um, when I had a chance to sit down with him one-on-one last year in the G league bubble. And this is what he told me. He says, quote, everything is mental from last year to this year. The things that change is that I matured a little bit and I understand what it takes. This is my second year and I did not fight, fight for my chance. I was doing something wrong. End quote. That was last year. And you can read between the lines. Just think of the, the words he used. Mental. Maturity. Didn't fight for my chance. Doing something wrong. I think inside he knew that, you know, it ain't working out. It's just not working out. This is the, in the G League bubble where he shined. Um, but it just seems to mm-hmm. me, you read between the lines with Luca here in that interview I did with him. I think he knew that something was off, James. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, if you knew that these were issues, why was there never a correction to those issues? If it's mental and getting past that mental hurdle, like, why didn't you continue to try and fight through that and be more aggressive offensively when you got the opportunities? Um, Mm -hmm. Part of me wonders if he wants to be, you know, a – NBA player or if he's going to be okay going back overseas and just carving Mm -hmm. out a a role there. I mean, because let's face it, to be an NBA player, it is a grind even to stay on the bottom of a roster, much less be one of the greats. So mentally you've got to be dialed in almost at all times. And can Luca handle that? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we've seen uh, foreign projects not work out. We mentioned a few of them. Your colleague over there at San Antonio Sports Star, uh, Carl Shoning, he mentioned a guy the name of Jan Mahimi. Um, <laughs> that's very that's very similar in this in this this situation here. You know, just didn't work out. James, could it simply be just a different home, a different start would do well for him? You know, maybe it, like the Spurs system is not for every player. You've heard veterans sure. like Richard Richard Jefferson say that, hey, in this first system, it, it takes a while to get through, you know, and that's an NBA veteran. Maybe he just didn't mm-hmm. click with him. Maybe he just needs a, a fresh start. Do you think he's still NBA material? He's got NBA talent. Mm-hmm. Does, does he have it uh, to be able to put it together? I don't know. And you mentioned uh, Carl bringing up Jan Mahimi. I remember the first thing I thought when he said Jan Mahimi. I was like, I think I know what you mean by this, but I don't think, like, it shouldn't be taken that way. That's not a good thing. Like, Jan Mahimi, even at best, he's a situational, what, eighth guy off the bench. Yeah. And (laughs) he he kind of got it going. Yeah, he sort of became but, serviceable big man towards the end of his career. But never really became anything. Right. And yeah. so it's one of those things where it's like, I get what you're trying to say, but I don't, like, that's a horrible correlation, especially for a 19th yeah. overall pick. But, yeah. Uh, I, I just see it because Yamahimi was a second round pick, wasn't he? It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online 
your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, I'll look that up. Uh, I want to say first round, but yeah, the correlation, I, I get it. You know, like, you know, that sometimes because I heard things when Yamahimi was playing. I was told years ago that Yamahimi one time showed up to uh, practice and wanted to have the same type of uh, freedom as Tim Duncan did. And it was serious about it. It wasn't joking around. So, I mean, that was going back to a work ethic and, and, and mental maturity, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, he was a first round pick, 28th overall. In two thousand and five, okay. yeah, yeah, but but even then, like twenty eight, like yeah, sure, you may develop into something at some point in your career, but no, have a better wherewithal of your surrounding at twenty eight. Like no, like I shouldn't be getting Duncan minutes unless yeah. I go out and earn those minutes. And you're talking about replacing one of the greatest players of all time or taking his minutes. So you better be damn sure that you go out and earn that Mm -hmm. and take those minutes away. You're not guaranteed anything, especially in the NBA. Yeah. So look, the Spurs took a swing and they missed and they missed big time. This is just, I mean, they they all but admitted it, you know, that it ain't going to work. It is not going to work when they waived him. But you, you kind of start thinking about what's best for him. We kind of started talking about it now. He's NBA material or not. I think he goes back overseas internationally. I think that's where he will be, uh, you know, best suited for. Because you look at how he's played, he played in the G League. He was the man. He was the guy. The team revolved around him last year in the G League bubble, and he put up numbers. He was first or at the minimum second option because Trey Jones was balling out as well. But, you know, my point is he had the ball a lot in San Antonio. He was just going to be a role player. That's it. He, that's it. Do you think maybe you know, overseas more than likely is his next destination? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be great for the for overseas. You look, there's a bunch of, you know, players that couldn't make it in the NBA that go over and have fantastic careers in China and become stars over whether it's China or Real Madrid or Eurobasket, like wherever they end up over there, they even Thailand. We have players from San Antonio that are balling out in Thailand. So I think it's going to be a great place for them. And that's for, you know, players that just go out and play a certain brand of offensive basketball, defense is secondary for most of those. And they end up being great. And maybe that's what's best for Luca. And maybe it was the defensive part, or maybe it was the, where do I need to go with the basketball next? And you see, you saw him like think through that when he was on the NBA floor and maybe less thinking is better and just being the offensive attacker that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, there was a, I, I started slowly giving up on Luca. 
um, pretty much this season. You know, you, you knew that there was something going on too when I think his own national team didn't uh, invite yep. him or they cut him uh, for the Olympic run. I mean, they they, they let him go. They didn't even first did on not tour. make the national. Did not make the nationals. So there's something wrong. And yeah, I, I think it's just between the ears. I, I really think that it's that heart, that desire, that maturity. You know, you you finally saw at least again on paper, or in this case, virtually uh, on his social media, he you know was showing that he was putting in the work in the off season versus rookie season or, or season before that, where he was just all about tattoos and women, and that's all you would see. And you know, you thought that okay, Luca, you finally got it. You know, you're 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 getting in shape. You're adding size. You know, that was a glow that was glowing about him. He added a lot of muscle. You know. But muscle ain't gonna cut it. You gotta have the physical tools and the mental tools and the desire to make it on the NBA level. And it just looks like he just never had that. Are 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 you sad you have to put away your Samanish jersey? I know he's hanging in, in, the, in, the, in the San Antonio Sports Star uh, studio right now. Are you gonna just? It is. <laughs> and uh, I, I said this. I said this uh, last week before he was cut on the. Uh, sports star during halftime, I believe it was, because we were talking about Luca, and he just had an awful, awful performance. And I uh, want to say it was either in their second or third preseason game. And the fact that he's just no, it was the second they got some ends, and then the third, like he just didn't get any run for whatever reason. Like he got seven minutes at the end of the game, and I said, I hate to see a good sandwich go to waste. <laughs> and that's what it feels like. I mean, it it was a lottery ticket, and I, you know my philosophy in the draft. You draft a guy that you think can eventually one day be a star, and he had all the tools to one day be a star. It just didn't work out. Just didn't work out. I, I think this was best for everybody, you know, because how much more time are you going to give him? I mean, how much more? I mean, you, you couldn't send him to the G League anymore. Uh, at least, at least involuntarily, the only way he could have done that is if he agreed to go to uh, Austin this upcoming season. He probably didn't want to do that. Uh, you got talent that's shining right now. You got Josh Primo, a rookie, uh, looking better than a Luka Samanich, uh, a guy who's at least has some idea what the NBA game is about. Uh, you saw in this preseason, Wieskamp getting run. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, players that you would think would get a lot of run in meaningless games that one would be Luca. And you saw just one game and that was it. That was it. I think it was the, the Miami game where he got the start. So and that's the most telling thing is in, in the preseason where you're trying to figure out rotations and what people have. And you're seeing all of these players get minutes and Luca is just buried on the bench for the most part for most of these games. And that's just a bad look when you're in a make or break season, it feels like. And mm-hmm. we know this roster needed to get rid of uh, a couple of players before the start of camp. And they managed to get rid of one of and clear to where they only have one more player that they have to trim down before the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, who do you think that's next? I, I got a Minu. Yeah, I think Amino is good, but the fourteen million seems like it'd be tough. Yeah. So as I look at the Spurs roster, I mean, it's just it's really hard to figure out where that next cut's coming from, right? In, in yeah. terms of 
Is it going to be Aminu? Is it going to be Kitabates Giap? Uh, I like Giap. I think he brings yeah. a lot to this team. Uh, young guy, I liked it, what I saw when I got extended stuff from him last season. Uh, but, man, I'll tell you, when you look at this roster and trying to figure out who that final cut is, it is a brutal, brutal thought process of, all right, so who's going to make this roster, who's not? Because they went out and signed Zach Collins, so you figure he's safe. Uh, yeah. Drew Newbank's out uh, an extension. You look at uh, – they just brought over Jock Landau in free agency. Um, Weiss Camp's already on a, on a two-way, mm-hmm. right? So it's either you're trading Thaddeus Young and not taking anything back, you're cutting the massive contract of Alfred Aminu, or you're cutting a guy that you already signed early this offseason. And Giap mm-hmm. or Collins or Eubanks or Landale. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be a tough decision. Um, you know, you, you think it's Aminu simply because, you know, he just doesn't, he's old you know, for NBA standards. It doesn't fit in. Yeah. But, you know, Pop and the veterans, he loves them. And the Spurs have more youth than vets. Usually it's the other way around in San Antonio. You know, wouldn't be surprised if Popovich keeps Amino around. I would be shocked if it's Eubanks. I would really be shocked. I, I just I, can't see I that. understand the shock that you would have, but yeah. what are your options? Like, yeah. it's either Eubanks or unless there's a surprise cut like Trey Jones, and we saw him play extremely well out mm-hmm. in the Las Vegas Summer League. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah the, the Spurs definitely have a, a tough decision. They got to do their cut by the end of the week, right? Do I have that correct? Or be right? I before? believe so. Yeah. Yeah, at the, at the end of the week. Yeah, and there's still the uh, question of whether they're going to pick up Lonnie's uh, option. So there's that something to look forward to. Spurs historically wait to the very last second to announce such things, but wouldn't put it past the Spurs to probably use that as kind of a uh, a way to light a fire under Lonnie. Because uh, um, we saw, we've seen in the preseason that he has, he's been that one game good, one game bad, two games bad, one game good. That, that that's all that's popping up again. So who knows? Maybe that'll get Lonnie going. But yeah, the Luka Samanich era is over. Can we even call it an era? Can we even say that? Can we just yeah, say the, the, yeah, yeah, the sandwich era, the sandwich <laughs> era. That would be a great T-shirt, by the way. That would be a really good team. Spurs fans would probably eat that up. No pun intended there. The, what was the his sand- number? See, I can't even, I can't even think of what 17? his was it 17? Was it 17? I think it was 17, but I'm not yeah. like, I wouldn't bet money on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, ah, man, you know, even look, I, I'm not going to lie. I had, um, I had high hopes for him, too. I really wanted him to pan out. It just, um, you know, just the more you saw, the, the the the, or in this case, the less you saw, because you would leave your leave a game with your head, you scratch your head, like why didn't they play him? And you look at the box score. Why do you play five minutes? But Primo got eighteen, and I'm making that up. So, yeah, it's just so interesting to see what the Spurs will do next. Um, do they continue drafting these these players? You know, hoping to the the promise because look, hey, the, the Primo is one of them. You want to talk about promise or outlook? Woo, Primo has an outlook on him, but at least you get early returns. There's or there's early returns on his uh, 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 what could be a, a good sign for Primo. Luca, you never had that. You never got that, and that's what separates the two. 
James, before we let you go, you had some quick thoughts on the Spurs beating up the Magic, right? Beating up? You mean 101, 100? <laughs> That's the closer to a beat up we're going to probably see this year from your San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> I mean, I get it. And I know there's a lot of hope and high expectation. And me and you have talked about this off the podcast to where, yes, I expect a, a jump from Keldon Johnson at some point this season and see if he can take that next step. But all of, all of the San Antonio Spurs hope comes from, well, if Kelvin takes a step and DeJounte takes another step and Derek takes that next step and Lonnie takes a step, like there's a lot of guys that have to take a step for this to be a playoff team. And the odds are just infinitely against everybody taking a step all together in the same off season to become better players than they've been. And we said before in a, in a previous locked on, this team, as currently constructed, feels like they are in, you know, we did the whole exercise of which team would you say the Spurs are eminently better than? Mm-hmm. And we came up with about a group of four or five or six teams in, the, in both conferences, not just the Western Conference. And the Magic are one of those teams that they're better than. And... I don't know how this plays out moving forward, but just watch to look for growth from players. Watch to see, you know, the floor spacing now that McDermott's there and Brent Forbes is there and see if we can get some Jack Landale sightings throughout the year. See when Zach Collins gets healthy, like enjoy the little victories because I don't think there's going to be a lot of victories coming this season for the Spurs just be and it's nothing to do against this team and the players on it it's more to do with the rest of the NBA and the players on those teams mm-hmm. yeah uh James hate to break the news to you but uh all signs are pointing that Ben Sims is going to stay in Philly <laughs> <laughs> and so the plot thickens as Ben Simmons has arrived in Philly and took his COVID-19 test <laughs> according to Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> That's right. That happened yesterday night as we're recording this episode of Locked on Spurs. So Spurs it's fans that are on the... what, like, a couple of weeks going and, and looking at your bank account when those uh, checks don't hit like they're supposed to. It's amazing what that oh, does yeah. for you. Yeah, what happened to the... All of a sudden, oh, I'm... Simmons is back in Philly. All of a sudden, uh, Wiggins is vaccinated. Like... It's amazing. Once you are faced with the actual uh, realism that money is going to stop coming in. Oh, yeah. That, that, that makes players do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And up next is probably Kyrie. He's got to be next. Kyrie or I, Kyrie's a different cat, though. I, he, he might play hard. Kyrie's a I, different weird cat that's got a yeah. ton of money in the bank already. Plus, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if this is just. Kyrie being Kyrie and he's already vaccinated and just shows up like one day at the, uh, at the Barclays center. And he's like, all right, let's do this. He's like, yeah. Everybody's like, what, what, what happened? He's like, yeah, I've been vaxxed for like a year. <laughs> I'm yeah, just that, letting y'all run with the story. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be Kyrie. Or oh, this is the, 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 the biggest um, load management error uh, ever, event error. 
in the in in, in, the, in the Brooklyn Nets history there. Just gonna save them for um, after a couple of months to start of the regular season, then we get to let them loose. But hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs parting ways with their number nineteen overall pick in twenty nineteen, Lucas Samanich? You can let us know. You can let James know. Uh, on Twitter at I am pleasure in just a few minutes. He's going to tell you what to expect over at San Antonio sports star. Make sure to subscribe to lockdown Spurs, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Thank you for making lockdown Spurs your first listen of the day. And uh, if you got some time, subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, tell your smart speaker to play lockdown Spurs and might as well go check out locked on. Uh, well, Hornets. If you want to get some good Hornets information, go check out Locked On Hornets and might as well go check out Locked On Fantasy uh, Basketball because fantasy basketball is about to get going. A couple of great podcasts on the Locked On NBA Network. Go check it out. James, what is going on with the Blitz and Saturday Morning Hangover? You guys are turning it out lately. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, we've got guests galore on the Blitz uh, today. Uh, this week, we've had already on the show, Peter Burns, RJ Ochoa, Daryl the Moose Johnson, UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer, Clint Sterner of Sports Radio 16 in Houston, a former Cowboy quarterback, uh, Doug Gottlieb joining the show, Shereen Williams of Pro Football Talk, uh, James Slater of the NFL Network will be joining throughout the week, Eric Morris, the UIW head coach. Wow. Taylor McCard, John McClain, Andrew Monaco, John Machoda. I mean, just stacked with guests as we get you ready. And, of course, you know, we're going to have even more guests joining as the Astros continue to try and advance into the ALCS and make their way towards a possible another World Series run. And it's just a very fun time in sports. We just had Texas OU weekend. We had the Aggies upsetting Alabama. The NFL is in full effect. And of course we've got the NBA season starting just around the corner. So, Mm -hmm. so much stuff for us to get through, talk about, and just react with y'all. Go check it out right now. San Antonio sports star. Uh, I tune in the morning, afternoon. And so I'll, I'll text a uh, pleasure mid show um and say like wait wait a minute no, no, this this happened with the spurs no this happened or or, or over the weekend um, yeah by the way the big spurs news you broke today uh san antonio's own marshall ram yeah jordan burns signing an exhibit 10 deal with the spurs that's Kudos. huge we yes, actually yes. during the draft process had uh burns on the blitz and talk about a great kid Oh, yeah, yeah. John Marshall going out with the Austin Spurs. So hopefully he uh, gets his shot in the NBA, whether it be San Antonio or a different uh, team. doesn't matter, just as long as he makes that NBA squad. So uh, another reason why he should be checking out the Austin Spurs when the ball goes up in the air to start their regular season. So for James going to miss, Lucas Samanich, pleasure. I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lot. <laughs> yeah, go get that sandwich. <laughs> We're going to put a lot on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Thank you.